Navigating the digital landscape. Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis. to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis with you right through till 8 o'clock. And yes, yes, regular listeners, I am still rocking the memory of that Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. Go and see it. Go and see it, then text me in and tell me how much you liked it. Hey, it's going to be a cracker of a show tonight, show number 237. You can be part of that show. You can be part of that show like Sarah is. you remember Sarah. She was our tech producer ages ago, but she's stepping in for Saskia tonight due to an illness but uh very good to have you back in the booth sarah big thumbs up sarah doesn't like talking on the radio hey uh, you can text me 3920 keyword live and that text will pop up right here in front of me and i've got a very special reason why you should do that a very special reason don't do it now don't do it now save that 50 cents uh because tonight i am giving away to you well, just one of you. One of you is going to go to me, and you're going to be right. The rest of you will be going to me, and you'll be wrong. Uh, I'm giving away to you a brand new, so brand new it has not even hit the shops yet, a brand new Nokia 7.1 phone. And this is a pretty sweet little Android mobile phone. And I'll talk... Sarah wants it. Do you want it, Sarah? Okay, well, promotion's off. Sarah's getting it. Okay, moving right along. Uh, later in the show, Mr. Piyush Chandra, PC, joins us with the uh, with the latest on the internet, the apps, the uh, the tech, and all that good jazz, including a new app from Auckland Council that is literally, literally rubbish. People say literal all the time, and they mean figurative, but this one is literally rubbish. Uh, we've got a new challenger in Auckland, Wellington, and Christchurch to Uber. That's what we needed, a new challenger to Uber. I rode it tonight, and I'm going to report on that. And as I mentioned, your chance to win, sorry, Sarah, that new Nokia phone. First, though... about as traditional a business as you can imagine and hasn't really changed all that much since the first companies were formed hundreds or possibly thousands, depending on which Wikipedia page you read, years ago. One company shaking that up, though, is based right here in Aotearoa. From Tauranga, in fact, it's called Cove Insurance. It operates via an app and co-founder and CEO Andy Kuhn joins me. Andy, welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on. Cove, what does it do? How does it do it? Well, all, all the questions. You yeah. want to win, win that phone, don't you? You're, 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 <laughs> it, 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 I'm, not, I'm not kidding, am I? It's right here in the studio. There it is. Bang. Oh, I've broken it. No, I'm keeping this one. You're getting another one. Um, Cove Insurance, give me the lowdown. So what we do is provide insurance 
Um, but what's a little bit more interesting there? Is yeah, because that, you're right. It, it doesn't sound interesting <laughs> on the face of it, does it? <laughs> yeah, I think a few people turned off just then. But uh, Tell it, people you're a pilot. That's, a pilot? That's what I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so what do you I, do for a living, Andy? Oh, I'm a pilot. I guess so. very, very loosely a CEO. Yeah, loosely, figure, yeah. figuratively, figuratively. Nobody listens pilot. to me when I call out, so I don't think that counts. Um, so, no, what's a bit more interesting is that we're trying to use some new technology to make insurance better for people. And, uh, you know, we went out and asked Kiwis, what does better insurance look like to you? And, uh, and what they told us is just make it simple. Just make sure I understand it. Just make it cost effective and just make it that I don't have to deal with it again. So this is, this is a really interesting point when you say make it simple because I, I, I had a bit to do with uh, an insurance company. I was um, doing a speaking tour up and down the country with one of, the, one of your competitors, I guess, uh, in July and August. And one of the points I made to them is, you know what, with, with cars and, uh, and a house and contents and business and life and an aeroplane and all those things, I'm probably with about five different insurers. I don't know whether I've got the best value. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know which person was insuring which. It is really, really complicated. Yeah, and, and so I, I worked in a company up in Germany that was attacking just exactly that problem. Uh, Germans are a little bit different than, uh, than Kiwis. Um, they insure a lot of things, and so um, you've described. Well, what does that mean? Let's digress. Germans are a little bit different than Kiwis. They insure a lot of things. What do they, <laughs> do they insure their lederhosen? What do they insure? Well, so um, as soon as you leave uh, university over there and you get kicked off your parents' accounts, um, people will pick up five insurance policies. So they've got a, uh, a personal liability thing, which is you go. Oh, to, you so go to Joe Schmo will have a personal liability yep. policy in in, um, in Germany. Yeah, <coughs> or Yosef. Wow. Uh, yeah, Schmo. Joseph Schmo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it'll it'll cover them for if they go to a party and uh, and break some stuff, and uh, so that gets buried into a contents policy here. Typically, most people don't know they have it as yep. part of the policy, yep. but there it is. <coughs> and then they'll have uh, legal protection. So if you get sued, there's same, a policy same, for that. same kind of thing. Yep, there's two different health insurance policies. <coughs> There's travel insurance. You've got five policies. I've forgotten you about travel and health. So many insurances. So back here, you, you did a bit of research. You spoke to customers. Yeah. And they said, make it simple. And you thought, right, we'll set up Cove. What does, what does Cove do specifically? So we've got uh, two insurance products at the moment that we sell. And uh, one of those is phone insurance. And uh, what we like about that is when we, when we spoke to people again, they typically said there was one item that actually led them to buy insurance. And so we tried to tap into that emotion and think, okay, well, let's just ensure that. It allows you to bring the cost down of the product, and it means that it's actually, it turns insurance from that weird, intangible thing where you're not sure if it's covered, you're not sure if it's not. Everybody's agreed, okay, we're insuring my phone. Well, I, I don't know if it was you who wrote it and I read on your web, website or whether I just read this somewhere else. Uh, you know, a lot of people, especially younger people, can't see the value in insuring all the things in their lives, including the dirty socks and the laundry hamper, which, you know, would come in inside your uh, traditional contents policy, but just the things that really matter, right? That's exactly right. And so the, the typical person's stuff basket has changed. So it used to be that you left home, you bought your own home, and then you filled it with expensive uh, furnishings. And then you needed a, a contents policy that covered all of that. And there was not really the technology or the interest in finding out exactly what that was mm -hmm. because it didn't matter. But now um, people leave home and then all of their wealth tends to be tied up in one or two electronic goods, a sporting good, maybe a guitar and a car. And so um, we, we tackled that and we thought that's a really good way of actually introducing people to insurance. And we are finding that a lot of our pickup is in younger people who are new to insurance. So I understand the, the phone thing. 
Um, why, why cars? Why, if, if all you're doing is phones and cars, why, why cars? So pretty much everyone in New Zealand owns a car. Um, public transport isn't what it could be and it's not what it is in a lot of uh, other countries. And so then when you combine, say, the phone and the car and we're adding some more individual items to what we can insure, then you actually have the typical asset base of someone who hasn't yet bought a home. And, uh, and then because it's quite specific and, um, and then it can be quite cost effective and also means that they know exactly, all right, these are my things and I know that they're covered because I bought a policy for it. And I guess it's, as an insurer, it's relatively easy to go, so, okay, a 1992 Toyota Corolla is typically worth this much and a 19-year-old person driving it has typically this chance of totaling it. These, these are easily known things, right? They're fairly well understood, but then there is still quite a lot that comes into it. Not every 19-year-old is made the same. Um, some 19-year-olds like to show off to their friends, and some don't. Not the ones with 1992 Corollas. <laughs> um, so so the, the big thing, though, you talked about making it simple and the fact that it's just phones and cars. The big thing, though, that is in, instead of, um, you know, a great big tall building full of people at, you know, leather-covered wooden desks and, uh, you know, actuarial tables, um, your thing's run by an app. Yeah, so actually um, we decided to go one step back and, and not have an app at all. So a lot of people are getting app fatigue. They have to download an app for everything. And insurance is one of those things you don't touch particularly frequently. So um, what we've done initially is we've actually hosted our chatbot within a Facebook Messenger. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little bit narrowing, although most New Zealanders have Facebook Messenger. And so it means you can launch it right there. And then when you're doing something that's a little bit confusing or unnerving like insurance, at least you're in a familiar platform where you're kind of used to the UI or the user interface. You know how it all works. And then it's just answering questions like you do when you're chatting with someone. So, so talk me through it. I've, I've spoken to chatbots on Facebook Messenger before. It's kind of like talking to real people, except they always re, you know, respond to your messages, basically. It's the main difference, <laughs> yeah. um, if anyone's listening. Um, how, how does it work? Here I am on Facebook. What happens yes. next? So the typical customer journey would be you'd be on Facebook and you'd see one of our ads mm -hmm. and you go, well, that's interesting. And you click through. You'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone goes, well, it's insurance. Let me learn a lot more. Yep. And, uh, and then what we do is we send you through to the websites. You can learn a little bit more about Cove, learn a bit about the products. And then you, um, you click on get a quote or check our prices or any of these buttons and you're back in Facebook Messenger. Right, because so far it's so normal, right? Yeah. So far so normal. So you instead of getting a form or ringing up a person to get a quote, you get fa a Facebook Messenger chat starts. That's right. And so it starts up and uh, we guide the process. So a lot of chatbots turn it over to you and say, what do you want? Yep. But uh, we thought, well, it's insurance and we have a slight informational advantage, so we'll guide you through the process. And uh, some people are telling us they really like it because it's a bit like calling except they answer straight away mm -hmm. instead of after quite a lot. You're never on hold. You're never on hold. And, uh, and it allows you to do it in your time. So if you're doing it, you get stuck or you get interested in something else, you put it down, you come back and it's right where you left off. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's a bit like a form, except it's not a form. And it's just one really easy, simple question that we spell out quite. And then we also offer more, more info if you need any, to know anything more about that specific and, point. And so can you, as a customer, can you literally close the deal? Can you say Absolutely. accept? So a Facebook chat is, is a contract? Well, yes. Uh, I mean, in insurance, you don't actually have to sign a contract. Yep. Uh, we are on risk as soon as we've accepted your money and, um, 
and sent you over the policy word. So, so this this is uh, another reason not to leave your your Facebook unlocked because someone can get on your Facebook chat and take out an insurance policy with uh, with Cove. They also need to have your credit card. Oh, so, oh, very, so you're entering that through Facebook chat or through so, some little portal? This is through a portal. Yeah. So we um, spent a lot of time on privacy, uh, particularly Cambridge Analytica and stuff came out and. Yes. Uh, um, so we, yeah, we put a lot of thought into what should we be exposing to Facebook and what shouldn't we? And so things like, I'm 19, I have a, a 92 Toyota Corolla, not that interesting. Yep. Facebook already knows. Yep. But things like, do you have a criminal history, which insurers need to know. And so that information goes straight to us and is not shared with Facebook. Hey, I'm talking to Andy Kuhn, co-founder and CEO of New Zealand startup Cove Insurance. Back soon. The Internet Explained. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis on Radio Live. Hey, welcome back to Sunday Social. And can I just say, hold your horses. Find those horses, grab a, grab a non-dangerous part of the horse and hold it because uh, we don't want those texts yet to win the Nokia phone. We're going to tell you exactly what we need to know later in the second half when Piyush Chandra turns up. But by crikey, it is a good looking phone. Hey, we're talking before the break with Andy Kuhn, who is the CEO and co-founder of uh, web and chatbot-based insurance crowd, Cove. Welcome back, Andy. Thanks, Vaughan. You talked about the um, the process of signing up a car or phone insurance policy using Facebook chat. How long does it take, start to finish? <coughs> so phone's a little bit quicker than car, and uh, so we've got some quite good stats. We obviously, at Cove, speed test it and we can get through it in about a minute. But uh, typically customers take um, about two to four. Yep. And uh, and then there's this whole bulge of people that are out at 10 minutes plus, and what's happened there is people have got distracted gone halfway and, through, yeah. but come back and done it. <coughs> they've realised that, that Sunday Social's on, they've gone on, gone on exactly. listened to the radio. And, and what, what about at the other end? So it, it's, you know, insurance companies are notorious, you, I'm sure you'll agree, with making it really, really easy to sign up and really, really hard to claim. So tell me about the claim end of things. Yeah, so again, with the phone policies, you can claim right on your uh, chatbot as well. And so claiming takes about that long, and uh, or lodging your claim. And it's quite cool. We actually uh, ask you to take a video of yourself talking about the incident. And um, what's great about that... So why that, do you do that? Why do you do that? Take a, you know, why, do, why do I have to send a video of myself talking about how I lost my phone? Uh, setting aside the fact that I've lost my phone, Andy, <laughs> and so, I, I can't make a video of myself. Well, typically phone claims are for damage rather than loss. Okay, okay. Um, so, um, yeah, you're still able to record the video for the most part. But, yeah, if you have lost it, yeah, you'll need to use your so, computer. So why, why are we doing this? Why are, yeah. we, why are we making a video? So what we want to get to is a stage where, as part of your claim, you never have to talk to anyone, you never have to fill out a form, and we really want to get to that lemonade state where you pay out the claim instantly. So, so you just said lemonade state really quickly and people are going, what? Yeah, okay. Is, so like, is that a bit like a Coca-Cola <laughs> state? So there's a company in the States called Lemonade and uh, they're uh, an insurance company and they actually pay out their claims instantly or a big portion of them. Mm -hmm. And if you talk to people about their biggest pain point in insurance, it's claims. Yeah, insurance. well, I mean, I, I had a car claim about a month ago and I honestly, I, I put the claim in nine minutes after someone backed into me, nine minutes after, and it took me a week before I could even take my car to the panel beater to get the tiny bit of damage fixed, you know, and that was annoying. That's right, and so when you ask people about insurance, what they like it, and they dislike, they're always claims. I had a great claims experience or I had a terrible one. And so for us, it's all about getting that right, and the video is part of that. So 
what it does for us is we need to make sure that this is a, a proper claim. Mm -hmm. um, some people uh, do make fraudulent claims and we want to know straight away, okay, is this one of the good ones that we pay instantly? Or is this one of the ones that needs to have a little bit more thought? A put little into bit it? more investigation. Yeah. So what, what happens behind the scenes? So apart from humans looking at videos and going, oh, he looks shifty. Um, what's, what's the role of artificial intelligence in this, or if at all? Yeah, so, I mean, we, we all love AI and we'd love to use more of it, but mm -hmm. then we need to say, okay, is this making insurance cheaper, simpler or quicker? And there are a few things. So if you cast the net of AI quite wide, our chatbot is a technology-enabled conversational yep. uh, tool, yep. and so it's, it's kind of AI. We're about to add um, and some natural language uh, capabilities. So at the moment, you answer the bot, yes or no, you press the button, and it's got to be very, script. very, very, you know, prescribed things. Yeah, it's see. quite narrow. But what that'll allow us to do is people can say really anything, and then we can ha we can gather what they're really meaning, and then get them back on track. Uh, and then there's a lot of cool things you can do in underwriting. So what you want to do is get the price for someone. That sentence has not been said very often. I think. <laughs> yeah. There's okay. A, there's a lot of cool. Hey, um, can I buy a drink? There's yeah. uh, there's a lot of cool things that can be done in underwriting. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very surprising. I'm not more popular, but um, you can do some interesting things there, and uh, you can use about uh, you know very few questions to get a really good sense of someone using some of this AI because yep. they interpret all the other stuff that's going on. And then also um, uh, what I was talking about with the video, um, as we get more and more in our data set. The video will be able to look at you, and your, your AI will look at your video and go, oh, he's lying. He's That's the lying. ambition. Yep. And so then it becomes a filter. You can't decline a claim based on the AI, but what you can say is... Kick it off to a human. Yep, well, you, and, and the, really what's exciting for that about customers is, or for our customers, is if the, if the AI is like, yep, this one's all good, then we can just pay it straight away yep. and there's nothing more to it. Yep. And you can lodge your claim whenever suits you. You don't have to wait between nine and five. There's no form straight away. So if you don't have rooms full of humans doing this stuff, you don't have the big buildings and the you know mahogany desks, we talked about quicker, we talked about simpler. How about cheaper? Is this cheaper for me to insure my car or my phone with you than you know, going to one of the other insurers? For most people, it will be. Um, so we're targeting that. Uh, at the moment, kind of the uh, standard car, standard Kiwi situation, and it's it's very uh, it's it's competitive at that end. At the edges, yeah, if you've got a really powerful car, maybe not, but uh, for the most part, it's it's quite cost effective. And what convinced you that this was a good idea in the first place? I know you said you know we talk to customers, but everyone says we talk to customers. Um, what what made you wake up one morning and and say you know what I'm going to found co-found. Um, a web-based insurance company here in New Zealand. So me and my brother worked at one in, in Germany, as we alluded to before. And, and, and you had a really loose restraint of trade, and you thought, right. <laughs> <laughs> what's, yeah. what's German for intellectual property? It's probably one really long it's word. It's probably, uh, yeah. I, I can't remember, it's probably long. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, and then we, we moved back to New Zealand, and, um, and then we, started, we met up with uh, Brett, another of our co-founders, who was uh, just finished up as CFO at Tower and started saying, hey, look, this is all the cool stuff we're doing in Germany. Uh, can any of that work in New Zealand? And really the, what we came to the idea is, yeah, absolutely. So to make it work, you need the technology. And, you know, I, I know I'm being a bit disparaging of it here, but the technology is always the easy bit. The technology is always the easy bit. As, as an insurance company, though, you need customers. 
and you need to be able to pay the claims. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you. I, I, you're not you're not wearing a gold watch, and uh, you didn't. There's no Rolls Royce in the car park, or what passes for the car park here at uh, Radio Live today, because it's it's an, an upheaval, a state of upheaval. Um, where, where's the money come from? If, if if I claim, how are you going to pay me? Yeah, so I guess there's a couple of parts to that. One is the, the customer side. So when we were up there, um, people were flocking to these new insurers, so we were really comfortable that that was going to work, and, and so far the, the uh, uptake has been fantastic. But you're asking about the um, who's going to pay the claims. Mm. And uh, what Lloyd's offers for us is... Um, so, Lloyd's? Lloyd's. Lloyd's of London is uh, the world's oldest uh, insurance um uh, marketplace. Yep. It's been in operation for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cove is a, a cover holder at Lloyd's of London. Um, in insurance speak, we use Lloyd's paper. And what this means is that L Lloyd's of London is the insurer of record and is legally responsible for paying the claims of our customers. So so in, in layman's terms, they're the wholesale league or the retailer. That's probably not the legal term for it, but that's how I'd see it, right? That's a pretty it's, good it's a service a, that they're kind of providing. A pretty good approximation of what's going on here. So so give me the timeline. When when did you uh, return from Germany and say, yep, we're gonna do this thing? Uh, when did you go to market and how has it gone since then? So it was late twenty sixteen when we returned from Germany. And, uh, and then we got into this seriously early 2017. But like you're saying, uh, these things are all a bit complicated. Uh, so the tech was one of the challenges. Um, and that took quite a long time to actually build up all of the infrastructure to make it work. Uh, and then getting all of the insurance in place. So getting Lloyd's comfortable about what you're doing, um, all of the uh, consumer facing pieces. And, uh, and then we, we went sh sort of live in June. And then, so we got um, you know, uh, 60, 70 friends we know to test it all out. And then since then we've gone live to the public in late August, and we've been uh, really delighted with the uh, the public uptake. And and who are your customers? And we, we sort of hinted at it, you know, um, the 19 year old with the ni 1992 Corolla and the phone that uh, he or she you know values more than life itself. Are they are they younger New Zealanders? So they are younger than your average New Zealander, but not as young as you might think. So they, they do go all of the way up to sort of 50, 60 on the car side and on the phone side, yeah, they're, um, they're not just really pocketed down in that 20, uh, 20 age group. They do go all the way to sort of 35 as well. So if, if, it's, if, if the customer group can't be sort of strictly defined by age, what, what, what unites them? Well, we're trying to uh, go quite broad, but it seems to be people who um, have a bit of an interest in technology, and you know that because it's really the people with the more expensive phones that take out the policy. Oh, that because, that's, that the, because that's a thing as a, um, a, a anyone with a website, really. You know what sort of device people are using when they, they come and engage with you, right? We do, and also they tell us because we have to know for the oh, policy. Oh, because they're in... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 There, but there look, is, you're right, that. and uh, so it and it is people who want to do their phone, sorry, do their insurance on their smartphone. Yep. So over ninety percent of our business has been transacted um, over on, on a smartphone, yep. and uh, none via the actual phone, and then it's about seven or eight percent on the computer. So, so they, people, could, they, they could call you, they could call an eight hundred number if they want. They to. could, but we yep. don't actually do the uh, the sales process over the phone. We just direct people to the Facebook Messenger, and if they're getting getting stuck, we talk them through it. What what happens if um, I don't know Mark Zuckerberg you know throw, throws a patty and says you know what I'm going to spend all my money on chocolate ice cream and uh, and lemonade uh, and shut Facebook down because he could do that tomorrow right he could so and you, so you, you're entirely dependent on this platform yeah I mean that's right um, but I would say in two weeks time that's not going to be the case in two 
And so, oh, uh, that's a bit of a hint. You've heard it here first from Radio Live that Cove Insurance is going to do a Tinder version. We <laughs> swipe left to disagree and swipe right to agree to the policy. Uh, am, I, am I reading this right? Something like that. Something like that. Hey, so um, people who want to find out more and maybe take out a policy, where do they go? What do they do? So if you go to coveinsurance.co.nz, have a look around and then click on any of the, uh, the things that look like we're trying to sell you something with check your prices and go in, um, get a quote, see if you like it. And um, what we've been really pleased about is the feedback we've been getting from people. So, um, yeah, go on and, uh, and let us know what worked, let us know what didn't work, and uh, we'd really love to hear your feedback. And if you're not on Facebook, game over, right? If you're not on Facebook, you'll have to wait a few weeks. You'll have to wait a few weeks. Oh, it's exciting for the, for the Tinder version. Exactly. Hey, oh, one last question. Why the name? Cove. Oh, well, we actually started the company and we, our first office was in Northcote Point overlooking a cove yep. and uh, we didn't want to go for one of those old fuddy-duddy style names that said financial strength um, so what we uh, what we wanted was something a bit friendlier and a cove is a protection uh, from a safe a safe haven from the storms of life hey uh, <laughs> Andy Coon from uh, Cove Insurance thank you so much for joining me on Sunday Social thank you after the break Mr Piyush Chandra oh, forget him forget him the big news of the night is the Nokia 7.1 you can win that you can win that right after the break. And you can hear Piyush Chandra back soon. It's Sunday Social, an hour dedicated to social media with Vaughan Davis. And welcome back to Sunday Social. You can listen back to that whole entire interview with Andy Kuhn, with whom I've got to say uh, Sarah was very impressed, very highly impressed Sarah was, because she's uh, very interested in financial services, I think is the only explanation I can think of. Hey, very big Sunday social welcome to Mr. Piyush Chandra. How are you? Good, thank you, Vaughan. Thanks you? for having me back. Oh, thank you for coming. You've been a busy man. You've been travelling. I have. Anywhere you can tell me about, or is it all commercially secret? No, not commercially secret, but I've um, signed up to a new gig which sees me in Australia every week. A new gig, <laughs> which other people would call a job. Yeah. Yep. But rock and roll, baby. That's a right. Gig. Now let's have a look at this Nokia phone. Oh, Come on. Should, I, should I hand it over? There you go. Please I'll, do. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it on. I'll, so this is um, this is kind of the main event for the night. It is uh, a new phone. It's called. There you go. I'll hand it over. I've unlocked it. The Nokia. Sorry, that quite, was a big quite, stretch. A, quite a big studio here, by the way. It looks it like is, yeah. it's, it's a bit like the the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. Oh my God. Yeah. This thing is amazing. Do you, are you are you being sarcastic? No, no, I'm being serious. Yeah. I actually been toying with whether I buy the Pixel Two or I go for one of these yeah. Android One series of phones. Yeah. So I'm going to say right now, if you want to win the Nokia Seven Point One, I've got one in the box, unopened, ready for you. What you need to do is listen for this sound. Okay, we're not going to play it again until sometime in the next uh, 23 minutes. When you hear that sound, text 3920, keyword live, with your name, and if you're the third person to text after hearing that classic Nokia ringtone, you will be the winner. Actually, tell us your town as well. Say Vaughan, yeah. Auckland. Don't say Vaughan, Auckland, because <laughs> I've already got one. Um, and we'll text you back to get your details if you have won the phone. So let's talk about the phone. This is, um, as you know, PC, I've, I've converted over the last couple of years from Apple, oh yeah, from iOS to uh, Android. What a my, great thing you have done there, Vaughan. With my Huawei. And 
This turned up in the uh, public relations fairy's tight little fingers. Well, yeah. in fact, from, from Spark, because the interesting thing here is that Spark is the only people who are selling these Nokias, so it's a sort of a closed deal. But... Um, Man, this How is, would you describe it? This is an amazing form factor. It's almost so form factor. That's geek talk. What does form factor uh, mean? Basically? Okay, sorry. So it's the it's the same kind of dimensions as the Pixel, which um, is a Google, which is the uh, Google, Google phone. manufactured phone. Yeah. Yep. The screen resolution is amazing. It's a, it looks a little better than what I can see in the Pixel, mm -hmm. um, and I just love the way it grips. I mean, it's it's tight in your hands. You're not going to slip. Unlike yep. my Pixel, which I dropped in the first week of owning it and had to replace the screen on. So, so to, to colour this up a little bit more, if you're thinking Nokia phone, you're probably thinking, oh, one of those old candy bar phones that you got in the 90s. And they've just re-released, actually, the 3310. I think you can buy one again. Yes, it's very popular. Um, it is not like that. It, 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 it kind of looks like an iPhone. It you know, it's got the notch up the top with the yeah, camera and the bits and pieces. Um, it's, got, it's got a fancy camera, which is, yeah. which is good. It does all, does all that uh, phone stuff. But the thing that I didn't know much about, and you might better tell me about PC, is it runs something called Android, Android One, or it's part of a program called Android One, yeah. which is why it's called a Nokia 7.1. Right. What does that mean? Do you know much about that? Well, I don't know much about Android One, but uh, I've been paying attention to Android um, a fair bit. Uh, and about three years ago, they did a, a deal with LG to create the Nexus phone. Mm -hmm. And the Nexus was, again, one of those kind of leap forwards in terms of what you could do with Android devices because suddenly the hardware could actually use the software could actually use all aspects of the hardware rather than dealing with this kind of substandard hardware because manufacturers would replace parts to just get the price down to a certain price mm -hmm. point. Um, so what does, this, what does this phone sell for, though? This phone sells for $599. New Zealand? Yeah. Are you kidding? You, you're like scripted, PC. <laughs> so, yeah, so you can, you can... I might just go and get one. You can, you can, you can spend north of, of $2,000 on an iPhone. Yeah. Um, well, I'm looking at a grand for for a Pixel Two, but yeah. this thing looks like it does pretty much everything. Yeah. So, so from what from what I can tell, Android One is is two things. It's kind of a standard uh, for hardware and operating system interoperability, but it's also a standard for what used to be a stripped down, very simple Android operating system, but which has come to mean um, a, a really regulated Android yeah. operating system. So, if you buy a phone with Android One. You know, and a lot of manufacturers do an Android One phone. Uh, you will get exactly the same feature set and exactly the same level of performance from handset to handset, which is what and and a guaranteed upgrade path for the next three years, I think. And, and this was one of the main things that was holding the world of Android back was that variability in experience and the variability in usage, and what you could do with those devices. And I, I think this is, I mean, I look. I think I might go and get one tomorrow. Or you could just you could just um, storm out in a half, which would mean you're no longer part of the show. And therefore eligible to enter the uh, prize draw, which uh, to remind people, when you hear the classic Android, um, classic uh, Nokia ringtone, uh, just text three nine two zero your first name and your hometown, and uh, that puts you in the draw. It's not going to be right now, but it uh, it might not be too long away. Hey, the other um, hardware bit of news that's excited me. <coughs> I don't know if it's excited you, but mm. I, I've been meaning to replace my um, Apple MacBook Pro for about the last three, last two and a half years. Right. I've owned it for about four and a half years, yeah. and it's just got old, and the keys worn out, and the screen looks grotty. It's embarrassing to take to meetings, and I've just been waiting because Mac does this kind of, uh, Apple does this sort of annual and, and semi-annual release cycle, right? Yeah. And I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. 
And then this week they announced a new MacBook Air. Now the MacBook Air is the one that's sort of wedge-shaped and skinny and light is the idea of it. And it's not meant to be as fully featured as the rest of them. Yes. That's kind of the idea of it. But you know what? I looked at the specs, I looked at the price, and this is the one for me. I've done it. Well, I mean, <coughs> so it's, it's really interesting, right? So I, um, I went off MacBook Pros. Um, when they released the new version, because it just it just looked hokey. If you touch the keyboard, the keyboard just felt horrible to type. Keyboards on. were really bad. Yeah. On, on on last year's release. Yeah. Really terrible to type on, uh, even if you're a touch typist. And then, of course, all the problems started to emerge. Um, what it sounds like is they might have fixed it here with the MacBook Air, but yeah. Having said that, I bought it without even seeing it. Oh, I, you I, have. I, I ordered it. Right. Yeah, yeah you're, you're looking a bit cynical. Uh, I, 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 I saw it, I thought, the specs, the price, and I was sitting there at my grotty old one, four, you know, four and a half years old, yeah. and I use it, I thump that thing every day, Yeah. Um, and I just ordered it. Well, I mean, more to you avoid. But I think, I, but, but looking around the old internet and looking, listen to my Twitter feed, I'm not alone. I think a lot of people have gone and done the same things. So we'll, Is that right? Well, I might have to have a look, because I um, accidentally dropped my laptop earlier this week. Really? Are and you now... just saying that on air so that it's a, a plausible um, insurance claim? <laughs> so you, you, you... And so there's now dents where there should be none and I've got to replace it. And I was actually looking, I, I thought, oh, I might have to step out of the world of Mac and, and go towards the Microsoft Surface platform. Yeah, those, those have come right. Yes. And I know that's really being really condescending and judgmental, but you know, when Microsoft Surface, which is like an iPad with a, um, with a keyboard, with a keyboard sort of magnuses yeah. on, yeah. A laptop, a touchable laptop, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Uh, when they first came out, they were ropey. The hardware was unreliable. It, it was like a lottery whether you got a good one or a That's bad one. That's right. I mean, the, the forums lit up and, and nobody wanted to touch it. But um, but, but now I've, you're seeing some very clever people with those Microsoft Yeah, I've seen lots of folks own. with it. And I was, um, I was in the lounge just chatting to someone and they were like, well, you know, if it was down to the quality of hardware, the Macs no longer have the exclusive on that. The yep. surface has yep. got there. Yep. So now it's just a matter of do you want to retool and learn Windows all over again or do yeah. you go stick with what you know? Yeah, it's, it's a bit like the phones, you know. Um, five years ago I would have said, um, you know, why would, you, why would you go for anything other than an iPhone? Because yeah. the build was better and the operating system was better. But nowadays, you know, as, as shown by, you know, the series of Huawei's that I've been lucky enough to have and that Nokia that's, uh, you know, sitting yeah. in front of you now, they're just they're just caning it. They're just caning it. But anyway, the, the the MacBook Air. Having said that, this is my you know my new go-to device when it arrives on Wednesday. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, re relatively affordable. And I know I know I know if you're sitting somewhere and you're going, how the hell am I going to pay the Powerball this week? This will you know sound like some Auckland tosser. But um, the starting price, sixteen forty-nine, which yeah. for a Apple laptop is very, is very good. good. Yeah. And the top model, uh, two and a half thousand. Yeah, um, which you it's, know, it's maybe it's, worthwhile having a look actually. In the so, scheme of things, for a machine which I will use for five or six hours a day for the next, you know, probably yeah. two years, well, four years on past performance, I think it's pretty good. The the other, the last thing I'll say, and this is interesting, is back in the day, storage used to be what it was all about. You'd want that's lots, right. lots of storage on your device, on your phone, on your laptop, on whatever. Um, the MacBook, MacBook Air tops out at uh, 256 gigs, and it's topped out at that for the last um, five years. Yeah, but <coughs> you don't really need it, right? Because as long as you're syncing back to the cloud, you can you can do whatever you want. Yeah, everything lives in the cloud. Mm. Oh, and, and the, the only, other, only other caveat I'll put in there, if you are thinking of buying one, 
is that uh, this is a very Apple thing. It only has one sort of port, one sort of plug hole, if you like. Uh, yeah. They call it Thunderbolt. I think the rest of the world calls it USB-C, right? Am I getting confused? I, well, I'm not entirely sure, but I hate it because every time I've ever had to go to a presentation and I've only had the Thunderbolt you have the wrong port available, adapter. they've got the wrong adapter, it doesn't connect, there's... Yeah. No yeah. no limit to the issues that you could experience. I, I do a lot of presentations, but like you, uh, I have a bag full of everything I need to plug, to plug every computer there is into every projector there is. Oh. Hey, um, after the break, your chance, your chance to win the Nokia 7.1. Honestly, it's, uh, it's sitting in the box uh, at Spark, and uh, tomorrow morning it will have your name and address on it. Just wait till you hear that uh, classic Nokia ringtone. When you hear it, text us 3920, keyword live, with your first name, your hometown. Third text wins it. Back soon. Vaughan Davis, hashtag Sunday Social, Radio Live. Welcome back to Sunday Social. Just 11 minutes remaining in the show. That's 11 minutes where you could win that Nokia 7.1 just by texting 3920 keyword live, your first name and hometown, when you hear the classic Nokia ringtone. I don't even know when it's going to be. Sarah's just going to hit us with it. Hey, PC, welcome back. Um, some, I always say this. I always say this in, this, uh, in the lead into the app spot. Some apps are rubbish. Yes, you do. This one, though... Mm. is literally, literally rubbish. Um, I believe it's about rubbish. Though, it's about it? rubbish, yeah. You might not have had a chance to download this because I know you're just pretty much fresh from the airport. Yeah. Uh, Auckland Council has brought out a rubbish bin app. Okay, a rubbish bin app. Yeah. I was really excited when I saw this because um, previously, previously I relied on uh, a woman we used to have on the show all the time, Simone McCallum. She would tweet me, yeah. tweet me on a Tuesday night and tell me whether it was rubbish night and how many bins. <laughs> And, and if she forgot, I'd tweet her. I'd, we'd look it up, and, and that was, that was the, the basis. The yeah. basis of a relationship was just, is it rubbish night? So I was very excited when I saw the Auckland Council that brought out this rubbish bin app. I thought, this app is going to tell me when it's rubbish night. And does it? No, it's rubbish. Uh, well, <laughs> actually... What is the point? Well, it's a recycling <laughs> app is what it is. And I'm in two minds about it because, you know... Really? You know me. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit cynical about things that people make apps for and more specifically things that people spend money rate payer money i've yeah. come i've become that guy rate payer money uh to make apps it's, for we really you just have a website it's like that measurement app that you brought up last which was just time, a, which was a photo, just a photo of a ruler. ruler i thought that was genius though <laughs> uh evil genius so what this is it's a chat bot based app so a bit like um cove insurance uh andy was talking to us in the first yeah. half so the idea is you, you open this app or you open chat and, and Facebook chat and you say, can I recycle batteries? And it says, no, you cannot recycle batteries. You know, you I, yeah, sorry, Vaughan. I, I think it's maybe, a, maybe an app looking for a problem. Yeah. I don't think, it's, I don't think they've thought that one through. The heart, of, the heart of this app is basically a list of the things you can and cannot recycle. Right. And you have to ask it in, in, in kind of the right way because, you know, language processing and, and the, mm. the way machines understand us is, is not perfect. No. Uh, and, and sometimes if you ask us the wrong question, it just gives you completely random answers. That's right. And so, I mean, you know... I don't know. I don't. Not a fan. Um, however, the Auckland Transport. I think it's the Auckland Transport app that lets you pay for parking wherever you park. 
Um, there you go. Councils can make great yeah. apps. I thought. I think the Auckland Transport Parking app, which yeah. honestly they need to license to other councils. They sure yeah. do, man. Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin, or Admaru, don't bother making your own app. Just license your Auckland yeah, Transport. Yeah, it's one. it's just such an easy, <laughs> convenient. What, what 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 what's that? <laughs> I'll play it again. Play it again. Play it again, Sarah. Well, you heard it. You heard it. That was the. Uh, that was the classic right, ringtone from the old school Nokia, which means if you're really quick, you can text us 3920 keyword live with your first name and your hometown. You, hopefully you've had that on your phone ready to hit send. If you were smart, that's what you would have done. That's what you would have uh, done. And, and there's like a thousand. There's quite a lot. And <laughs> uh, number three, so I'm very sorry, number four through 1,000, 1,500 now. Oh, wow, our machine's going bananas. Uh, someone's going to be very, very lucky. We're going to announce that at the end of the show. Oh, it makes my heart glad. It's an amazing device. I've got two things, two bits of bad news now that you've entered to win. Two bits of bad news. Oh. Firstly, I don't think it has that ringtone. I couldn't make it do that. Oh, really? Uh, and, and secondly, or maybe it does, secondly, what it seems not to have is snake. Oh, no. But you can download that. That's yeah, easy. easily resolved. Yeah, you can, download, you can download that from somewhere so, else. You can download that from somewhere yeah. else. So we talked about parking. So stay tuned. We're going to tell you who won that thing, uh, the Nokia 7.1 at the end of the, end of the show. Um, speaking of parking, ride sharing. So ride sharing, right. the category name for Uber and Zoomi and stuff like that. Yes. So... <laughs> Sorry, man. I was just going to say, um, so ride-sharing. So I didn't realize this until a week ago. Uber has a corporate service where you can sign up as a company and all your ride-sharing charges just get billed back to the company. Yes, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that. But, I yeah. mean, I, I, have a, I have a small but wonderful company called The Goat Farm Advertising Agency. Can't <laughs> recommend it highly enough. Uh, my, amazing my, work. Amazing my, work. My, my guys just charge it back. Yeah, <laughs> so may, maybe it just... If you're at large scale, maybe that's a problem. But, yeah. So... Um, Uber, we know about. Yes. Zoomi, we know about. Although, yep. to my shame, because it's a New Zealand-founded company, I have yet to ride in the Zoomi. Uh, I've got oh, a message. I've done it. It's pretty good. <clears throat> I'm sure it is. I got a message the other day, though. Um, the thing about Zoomi is it, it's better for the riders, right? Yes, uh, it so is. So better yeah. for the drivers. Better, better for, the drivers. for the drivers, yeah. So I got, I got an email the other day from someone saying, oh, you've got to try this. It's called Ola. Ola. O L. You're a man of the world, PC. I'm surprised you haven't seen this. O-L-A, Ola. Ola is an Indian-based ride-sharing service. It's huge in India, like a million yeah. drivers. Well, I don't know if a million drivers is big. It's probably small. It's probably small. Probably but small in India. Um, they have just launched, and when I say just, I think like Friday, in Auckland, wow. Wellington and Christchurch. It is essentially Uber in different trousers. Yes, that's that's my understanding. So when I when you sent this through to me and said had I heard of it, I hadn't. So but I pinged my cousin in Bombay and he said he uses it all the time. It's amazing. <laughs> there you go. Try ordering a cab in India. It's next to impossible, and yet he gets it every single time. So I gave this a try. I downloaded the Ola app. So Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch only. I'm guessing if it's successful, it'll expand. Uh, the app's available for Android and iPhone. And essentially, it works exactly the same. So you, you you give it your credit card details to start with. You say, I am here. I yeah. want to go there. Come get. Um, my first experience was not good. Really? Yeah. And this may be teething problems. Uh, firstly, 
you know, they said, okay, here's your driver, here is his name, here is his car, exactly right. like Uber. Right. Uh, he'll be there in four minutes. No, make that five, make that six. Hey, he's driving the other direction. Hey, <laughs> hey he's stopped. Hey, he's just cancelled my ride. What? Oh, no. So I, uh, I, I, I reordered another one. Yeah. Got the same guy because he might be the only guy. Oh, no. For all I know. Anyway, embarrassing, eh? So I got the guy. He turned up. Uh, lovely guy. Lovely guy. Jump in his car. Welcome aboard. Uh, and he pressed what he thought was the start button for my ride, but it was the end button. <laughs> and he went, oh. Teething problems. Sorry. He says, sorry, mate. This is my very first go. Yeah. This is my very first go with Ola. Um... And uh, do you know what? I'll, t I'll take you. I'll take you there for free anyway. Well, not oh, for free because it was three dollars fifty, which was like the flag fall. You oh, would have once go. upon a time. Lisa did the right thing. Now, yeah. what's, what's really interesting about all of this to me is, is I was in Sydney earlier this week, and m the the Uber driver that was taking me to the airport had four phones on his dashboard. And I asked him, what are four phones doing on your dashboard? And he said, I'm part of four ride-sharing services. And essentially, while he was dropping me off at the airport, he had four of them light up to give him the best um, offer for him to decide which one he was going to take. That's really interesting because, uh, you know, my driver tonight, and I think this will be common, um, was also an Uber driver. Yeah. He had just one, the one phone. Uh, but it's becoming a bit of a driver's market if really they're making a value yeah, judgment based on uh, which one is going to be better for me as a driver. And that, this is one of the, the things that Ola claims, and it's the one of the, certainly one of the things that Zumi claims is that their uh, commission rates, you know, if the operator is lower, therefore the driver gets to keep more money, if, if that matters to you. It, I think it does matter to them, and also it's the no, time... does it matter to you? Does it matter to you? Does it matter to me how well looked after they yeah, are? Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting, right? I'd I'd like to say yes, but actually the thing that matters in the moment is will you arrive on time and do you get me to the destination on time? Yeah. Will 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 are there are there enough cars on the road yeah. to get one to me quickly and uh, and will the whole thing uh, work smoothly? I mean, in theory, there is no reason why Ola shouldn't work exactly as well as Uber. But you know what? If if the company itself is taking less commission, that means it's got less money to spend on infrastructure, less money to spend on training, less money to spend That's on right. support. And that so, was my experience with Zoomi, right? I um I installed Zoomi thinking, right, doing the right thing, living in New Zealand, should use a New Zealand app. And every single time I tried to book a cab, it would take forever. And so then I had to go back to Uber because at least that would turn up. And you might say, why not just call 300, 3,000? Um, but even those cabs would take too long. It's to because turn it's up. not the 1990s anymore. <laughs> hey, uh, we really should uh, share the good news. So we had a bazillion, a bazillion texts come in to win the Nokia 7.1. Sarah, I know you don't like talking on the radio, but uh, tell us who won, where they're from. Derek from Auckland won. Auckland? Auckland? Oh, redraw. Hey, Derek from Auckland, we're going to text you back and we're going to ask for your uh, delivery address and tomorrow morning the good people at Spark are going to send that Nokia 7.1 right out to you. And PC, he, is, uh, he was so excited. I thought he was taking the proverbial. He was so excited about that phone. So I'm sure you will be just as excited to receive it. Hey, thank you so much, Andy, from Cove Insurance in the first half. That was fascinating. Piyush Chandra, as always, welcome on this thank show. You, Hope we can get you back. Um, Sarah, in the booth, it's been great to have you back too. My name is Vaughan Davis, and I will see you next week. Nighty night.